Blog Talk Radio. Today is Monday, December 17, 2018, and I'm currently broadcasting live on in the Haiti Islamic Dao group on Facebook. What's up, guys? And also the Haitian Broadcasters group. For those of you who do not know, um, Haitian Freethinkers is a group that was started in 2012 in order to provide support for people like myself who are Haitian and atheists. Um, just to let the world know that we exist, um, to know, to let others know that they're not by themselves, and uh, we've been pretty successful. When the group started, I was endeavoring to see if I can find maybe ten uh, patients who are atheists. Well, we surpassed that. We started this show a couple of years ago now, and. Um, and it's been pretty good. People have found us through this show. Um, In fact, I got a new Patreon who happened to listen to this show, and uh, you can be one of them now. So when when I got the message from this gentleman, uh, I thought the Patreon was already set up, but when I went back, it wasn't set up, so that was the reason why I probably couldn't get anything right then and there, but um, you know, that cycle, sometimes you learn and you live. Friends, this is a live call-in show, which means if you wish to talk to me, you can call the guest call-in number, which is 657-383-1619. That's 657-383-1619. Feel free to call in and uh, say hi, express yourself, etc. This show usually comes to you on Monday morning is now 11 a.m. So welcome to the new week, everybody. I hope your week was fine. My week was good. It was my birthday on Friday. Yeah, I survived another year, rotated around the sun, and that's always a good thing. Um, so today's show is about the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel is a story that I think is very interesting and kind of encapsulates some of the issues that I personally have with the Bible. And, um, you know, feel free to call in and discuss that. Uh, So our mission statement is, you know, that we're dedicated to promoting, embracing, and celebrating secular values in the Haitian community. 
So we invite you to share our passion, share our goal. The group is located on Facebook. If you want to join the Haitian Free Thinkers, the group is on Facebook. So you can uh, just look for Haitian Free Thinkers, send the request, and I will answer you. And yeah, hopefully it's a good match and you can join the group. We are the social, uh, one the major social media networks. So that is to say that Facebook, of course, uh, also on Twitter, also on Instagram, YouTube, we're pretty much everywhere. So this this podcast is uh, captured by iTunes and also Google Stitcher and Spreaker Radio. So I've provided various ways for you to get in touch with us. We also have the um, Google Plus, I'm sorry, Google Voice number um, for those who wish to talk after the show or ask a question. We can text that number, and that number is 678-820-9474. That is 678-820-9474. We look to have a wonderful show for you today. And, uh, yeah, so news, um, pretty much, you know, I was looking forward to for the day, towards the day for my birthday, and I uh, came and went um, relatively well. Didn't do anything special, but, um, you know, I'm fortunate because I'm healthy and I'm alive, and uh, family's doing pretty okay, and and basically that's all. One can really wish for at this point, right? That everybody's doing good, and uh, and they are. So I'm very, very thankful for that. Uh, you know, I've been talking to individuals from the Haiti Islamic group. Guys, if you're watching, hello. Um, just to kind of you know talk to them and find out what's going on with them, and you know. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, recently, I actually stumbled onto a uh, a young man who makes videos on YouTube uh, in Creole involving Islam. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I was able to reach out to him and and uh, talk to him a little bit on Facebook. And that's what I do. You know, I reach out to people in order to discuss religion, find out what it is that they believe and why. Um, super interested, really pretty much in all religions right now. You know, I'm trying to make contacts with the uh, Asian Muslim community. community. Um, so, you know, we can talk about, you know, whatever. There's a lot of topics that I find interested with that with that situation. But really, it could be anything, you know. Um, I've met uh, patients from different uh religions and denominations. There's a gentleman that I met on Facebook who is a Rasta. He's a musician. So I'd like for him to come on and explain to me how he got into the Rastafarian uh, religion. Um, there's adult uh, witnesses, Haitians. Um, we had a couple that came to my door. Um, let me see. Of course, there's a lot of Haitians who are Catholics, Haitians who practice traditional Haitian voodoo, uh, which, you know, I haven't spoken to one on the phone yet. Um, Haitian Muslims, obviously. Let me see what else. Episcopalians, Nation of Islam. You know, we, we run the gamut. That's probably some, oh, the, the, the Israelite people, you know, they run, we run, we run the gamut, man. And, uh, you know, I like to talk to all of you guys. Of course, I'm I'm an atheist. Uh, I've been atheist since 2009. So August of 2019 will be, be 10 years since um, I left religion. One of the decisions I've made in my short life, I think. Uh, big decision. You know, a lot went into it. It wasn't a small thing. It took years and years of thought and, and research. Uh, got baptized in 2006. So it wasn't like a small thing for me. It was a big deal, and uh, never thought 
at me doing this, you know, and like I never thought this would be developed into a passion, but it has. Um, so I started the Haitian Peace Anchors Group in 2012, about two years after the earthquake happened in Haiti in 2010. You know, I was uh, very upset about what Pat Robertson said about the, the Haitian people. And I felt that um, something needs to be done, not necessarily towards Pat Robertson, but because a lot of Haitians are Christians. They kind of had to agree with them in, in some ways because they believe that their religion is the only one and everybody else is essentially evil. So if it is true that um happened, which is what he was talking about when he made his stupid statement, um, in his mind, you know, we were making a deal with the devil. So um, at that time, you know, you know, getting upset, upset is easy, but I wanted to do something about it. And I thought about, you know, like how many Haitians actually know how earthquakes are formed. Uh, we know that earthquakes are not formed in a supernatural way. It's because of plate tectonics, a very understood science. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to take geology in college. And so, but I knew about plate tectonics before then. But I don't know if the average Haitian in Haiti or abroad knows that earthquakes are not caused by supernatural um, deals or creatures or gods or nothing like that. Um, so I made a couple of videos in Creole, bad Creole, I think, but, you know, I, I try in order to explain that, you know, you know, the earthquakes that happen in Haiti and will continue to happen because of where we are on the island is located has nothing to do with Pat Robertson's um, uh, suspicions or whatnot. But so I made I made those videos and you can check them out on YouTube if you look them up. But uh, hopefully it does somebody some good. Very rudimentary. And around that time I discovered and, and when I found education free fingers, I really felt like it was going to be a big challenge uh, in order to really you know, express all the things that I knew, all the things that I've learned in my journey um, in Creole because I felt that my Creole was, my vocabulary in Creole is generally limited as far as the things that I, I know I want to talk about. So all this kind of ties in into the, uh, the uh, Tower of Babel because um, when I read the Bible, um and I stumbled upon the story. I'm not sure now, um, all these years later, if I heard of the story. But when I read the story, I just thought that it was just so fantastic, so mind-numbingly odd. I'm I'm being polite. Um, that I couldn't believe that uh, people actually believe this story. But um, at the time, I was a believer, and my state of mind was. Of, of curiosity and research, which I encourage other other people to 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 be in that same state. You know, even even if you don't end up uh, agreeing with me, at least you can see the things that I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah. So we're talking about that today, and and part of the reason that why I'm doing this show also is because a couple of years ago, a very nice uh, woman that I met told me about. Um, this language that somebody came up with, um, which was supposed to be a new universal language. That is to say, if this language succeeded, this, this would be our, our common language throughout the earth or the most popular language. And I thought that was a really good idea. It's called Esperanto, and it was developed by a Jewish man. I'll pull up his name in a second. But um, I recently spoke to her about it, and I, I saw a video, and it was a very moving uh, video to explain, you know, the origins of it, um, the reason why the guy developed it. And I, I think it's like something that we all can get behind. Uh, I think right now the default language, um, I use that with air quotes, of the world, I would say, is English. Luckily, that's my 
my preferred or dominant language. Uh, that's the language I'm speaking in right now. Uh, that's the la language I consume most of my media in. So I'm very fortunate to have already have that aspect. Um, this was not language that I was born into, if you will. Of course, born into Asian. Um, and then, of course, French, you know, is, is part of my history, part of my education. But uh, <clears throat> so if Esperanto became popular, which I think as of right now is about 2 million speakers of Esperanto per the video that I saw, um, you know, if it, if it became a thing, then we could, you know, hopefully navigate and travel better the world. I think it's a wonderful idea. But, um, you know, so far it hasn't taken off as, as fast as uh, the gentleman uh, would have liked. His name was L.L. Zamanov. It's L.L., like L. Cool J. Zamanov, who was a um, Polish Jewish ophthalmologist. Say that three times fast. And uh, it was created in uh, the late 19th century. And, uh, you know, like I said, it means he was hoping to have this one, really, uh, sorry, one language so that individuals from all over the world could, uh, could, he can get along and whatnot. So, so um, yeah. So that's 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 everything as far as how the idea came to be for for the show today, which is the Tower of Babel. Um, I want to remind everybody that you are listening to the Haitian Free Thinkers Radio Show. My name is Reggie. My regular co-host is actually back. He's um, he has he's he's, he's going to get a new schedule, so we're going to figure out how we're going to do things together once again um, when it would be best if a change would be made and if a change is made I will let you guys know most likely on on uh, Facebook or Instagram or just you know those two, those are the places um, also Twitter you'll, you'll find out real soon so uh, um, yeah we have some intros that you know we like to play here just to let you guys know that we have an international presence. And the first one I'm going to play today is uh, you, who is uh, a good friend of ours up in Canada. So, Salut à tous, ici Guy Renaud, et vous écoutez Haitian Free Thinkers Radio Show avec Reggie Beloved. So yeah, we have members all over the planet. Not as widespread as I'd like, but we're, we're going to get there. So he's in, in, in Canada doing big things. We have people in Germany. We have people in the Dominican Republic. We have people um, in Haiti who shows love. And, um, yeah, so yeah, we have people in, uh, did I say Kenya already? Well, you're going to hear Ruth's intro in a few seconds. But So <clears throat> the Tower of Babel, um, I'm, I'm going to pull up the story on uh, this website slash app um, called Bible.is, which is pretty good um, for reading the Bible. You have to, like, multimedia. It's pretty professional. I highly recommend it. I was um, reading the story over today, or last night, I'm sorry, and uh, you're able to make footnotes and highlight stuff, and I made some notes. But in Genesis chapter 11, but to get some context, which is always important, you know, one of the things that we are accused of as critics of, of religion and the Bible in particular is that we don't have context. So um, it's good to read, you know, the preceding chapter, chapter 10, to give you um, context of, you know, what happened prior to chapter 11 when the actual story starts. Uh, so if you, if you go ahead and want to follow along or brush yourself up, you know, go ahead and put up chapter 10 of Genesis and you'll see why this story story is problematic. And uh, actually, I just thought about it. You know, when I discovered one of the, one of the major flaws in the story, I wasn't even, I was, it must have been in 2006. I was a security guard at the time. I was just 
um, reading it with a, a friend, and um, we were reading it together, and he pointed out something that I'm going to point out to you guys in a second that um, I didn't notice the first time I read it, and I think a lot of people may miss this um, crucial aspect of the story. Uh, and, you know, it's it's like the thing that kind of shows you that it's a myth. Uh, and, and that's really what I'm trying to share today. Um, I'm, I'm bringing the story up. All right. So if you go to Genesis chapter 10, this is essentially uh, the chapter that's called the, the Table of Nations. I'm on uh, Bible Gateway, which is another excellent website and resource if you want to, you know, look into things of that nature. So, you know, this, you know, where we are in this um, history is after the flood that supposedly happened, uh, which, you know, that's that didn't happen either, if you didn't know. There was no wor- worldwide flood. Uh, the, the guy, Noah, had a few sons. He um, started to, I guess, repopulate the earth because uh, Yahweh had killed killing um, men, women, children, animals, you know, pretty much most of life on earth, according to um, the Bible, which was a terrible, terrible story. Anyway, so Noah had a a couple of sons, and their names were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. That's Shem, Ham, and Japheth, so three sons. So amongst the... The sentence of Ham, which is supposedly the black son, the one that was cursed because he saw Noah naked. Because if you don't know the story, Noah got drunk. Noah got drunk for some reason. And um, Ham, I believe, or Ham's son, went in there, covered his father or grandfather, and then he woke up, you know, and it was like, yo, what's up with that? And uh, cursed him. So another terrible story, but I'm going to stick to, to, to the, the script here, if you will. And uh, so this story, chapter 10, talks about the, the descendants of of Han, well, Noah in, in particular, but through their history, um, Ham, Japheth, and if you read chapter 10, there's a part that says that the sons of Ham included Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. Cush um, is supposedly Ethiopia, southern, you know, the land below common Egypt um, that we know today. So keep that in mind. All these things are important uh, for our historical context. So it says, uh, chapter 10, verse 8 said, Cush was the father of Nimrod, who became a mighty warrior on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. That is why it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. Who says that? I don't know. Why is he mighty? I guess because he likes to kill animals. And if you know, like I know, Yahweh loves killing. He loves him some blood. He likes the, the smell of um, flesh, you know, that really turns him on. He loves blood because um, he's sick. Uh, so um, Nimrod became very popular, very mighty, whatever. And it says um, verse in the centers of his kingdom, which is Nimrod, were Babylon, Uruk, Akkad, Kalme, and Shinar. From that land, he went to Assyria where he built Nineveh, Rohibus, Ur, Kala, Resin, which is between Nineveh and Kala, which was the great city. An important takeaway here is that Nimrod um, is credited for building Babylon, which is supposedly modern-day Iraq. Um, And he would uh, go on to build the actual well, his people went on to build the actual tower. And if you go to, if you read the, the rest of the chapter, but I want to bring your attention to verse 31. It says that these are the sons of Shem by their clans and languages. So chapter 10, verse 30, 
31 says that, you know, there was already languages uh, when when Noah's kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids, and, and the, uh, the, the descendants were spreading throughout the earth. They already had, they already had different languages. And it specifically talked about uh, the line of Ham, which is what I uh, brought your attention to, Nimrod, et cetera, because he's the one that supposedly built Babylon and um, Yeah, so that is that is part of the beginning of of the issue. So then when you go to chapter eleven you you go to chapter eleven, this is where the famous story camp comes down. So it starts it's a pretty it's a pretty uh short chapter. So it says, um, now the whole world had one language and one time of speech. Um, first problem, because it said in chapter 10 that there were various languages already on earth. So that's a that's a contradiction. And I, I try to tell people that the Bible is mythology. It is uh, the ancient Near East or Hebrews or whatever way to try to explain a series of things that they didn't know. They didn't know how to, they didn't know how languages evolve. Um, but this story is going to tell you how languages evolve, but they're already wrong because, that, I mean, literally a few words before that, the chapter before that, it explained that there were already languages already on earth. Um, it says, as people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. These are the descendants of, um, of Ham, Cush, etc. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used bricks instead of stone and tar and mortar. Uh, it says, come and build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered all um, over the face of the earth. So they wanted to build the tower, and they felt that if they didn't do this, uh, they would be spread all over the earth, and they want to make a name for themselves, which means that we want they want to be famous, right? So at this point, it gives the motivation um, and tells you who um, these people are and what they wanted to do. Uh, so you know, it says that they they had one language, so they I guess started building this project. Um, but it says um, let um, Genesis chapter 11, verse 5, but the Lord came down to see the city and the people the people were building. So the Lord, which is Yahweh, came down to see what they were doing, what they were building. And that's problematic because and currently people are told that Yahweh is omnipresent, um, which means that he or she or they is everywhere at once. And that's not the case right then and there because I, what I discovered is that Yahweh um, morphed into different things. You know, Yahweh wasn't always um, omni anything. You know, he can't wrestle. Um, he doesn't know things. He has to come down from where, um, presumably the sky. We don't really know. And the Lord said, so now he's talking, or she's talking, or they're talking. Well, singular. If as one people speaking the same language, they begun to do this, they're not possible to come. Let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So this is the next problem. So Yahweh has to come down, and he is um, upset about people working together, people having the same language, but really people working on this project. And it says if they're able to build this tower, then nothing would be impossible for them. Now, that does not follow. Just because you build a tower, it doesn't mean that nothing is impossible for you. How how does that follow? How does building a city, building a tower, means that nothing would be impossible for you? Where can we find that answer? Because it, it makes no sense. It's not true. But... Seriously, Yahweh or the Lord is really worried about this kind of thing. So, and he's talking, he says, come, come, 
like to somebody else because he he's not talking to it by himself. And it says, let us go down. So there's multiple, there's multiple um, creatures, gods. Uh, it doesn't say for sure. Obviously, Christians who believe in the Trinity are going to say that um, Yahweh is, is talking to other parts of himself, which is also himself, namely Jesus and the Holy Spirit. But they can't prove that because it doesn't explicitly say that. I've also heard that uh, um, Jews or the Jewish person that I spoke to or, or read about online said that um, Yahweh was talking to the angels. But again, they cannot prove that, at least based on what I've, I know, what I've read. So anyway, so the the Lord said, come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. Uh, so the Lord scattered them uh, from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it is called Babel, because there the Lord confused uh language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. So, they were in the plain of in Shinar, and they settled there. And I believe chapter 10 talked about them spreading out in that plain, and I believe that's where Babylon is. Babylon. Babylon. Okay, so Babylon was built. Okay, um, um, I think there's the Hain Tower, the one of the ancient um, ancient wonders of the world, uh, supposedly is um, in Babylon. I don't know if it's related to this story, but uh, you know there was a structure that was a city, was a city that was built in ancient Iraq, and ancient Iraq has some of the um, fabulous uh, archaeological leftovers from the the, the beginnings of the the great civilizations of the, the, the Levant, including Sumer, which I believe came before Babylon in real life. Uh, but the point is that people did build, um, and language or language barriers not stop people from working together. And this is what I want to bring to the attention of the believer. Language um, is important. It, um, it helps if people understand each other, obviously. But if people do not understand each other, they can still work together. They can still build together. They can learn each other's language. It's a thing that happens. Um, still today, people have to migrate for different reasons, and they learn the other people's language. And um, and it's not an issue. So how are you? Hopefully everything's good. So it's, it's not an issue um, that would stop people from from uh, from doing anything really. I mean, it's 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 a nuisance, and that's why I think Esperanto would be a great thing if it if it did happen. Um, but uh, right now, it's still a small thing. So uh, the tower, right? The tower. How tall, or or what about the tower makes it so threatening to Yahweh? Is something that um, is very strange because. The Burj Khalifa, which is the picture that I used to promote this show, is the world's tallest tower, and it's it's it's, it's a beautiful building, and uh, it's probably taller than anything that the ancient peoples could have built. Okay, uh, because uh, because of technolo- technological challenges that they probably would have faced. So today we have the ability to make these tall towers, and as of right now. Um, no person, no God has been threatened. No, nobody, um, no, no, nobody can say that you know a God came down and confused languages or nothing like that because it didn't happen. It cannot happen. People um, can build and learn and work together. Language doesn't stop them. So. You know, <clears throat> so that, that's basically the short aspect of the actual story that I think is um, quite interesting because uh, I've asked this question to other people before where I asked them, uh, hey, was Haitian Creole was Haitian Creole created um, in the time of Genesis chapter 11? 
And I asked that question as a way to kind of help them think through a little bit their response. Haitian Creole was not invented in Genesis, okay? We, and I'm, and I'm going to try to speak to someone who studied the etymology of our language, you know. We know that Haitian Creole um, has a lot of French in it. It has English, Spanish, some um, words from our African ancestry. And together, together it made Creole. So if Haitian Creole can be created, if you will, after chapter 11 of Genesis, the Tower of Babel story, it means that language can happen without any confusion uh, or punishment from any God. And if Creole or any language can develop um, in that way, that means that the story is really uh, not needed as far as the explanation how language actually evolves. So I, <clears throat> I hope you guys get the sense of where I'm coming from because it, this is a, a really, really good example of how people uh, use mythology to explain things that they do not know. I try to explain believers all the time that um, – what they are, you know, their holy books, a lot of times is, is a history that captures people's understanding of the world um, at that time, at that moment. But now we've moved away from that. And some of the things that they hold on dear to, um, that they think is is literally what we call gospel, true, is in fact not true. It is so basic and simplistic and demonstrably false that Maybe it's time to move on, and some people actually do move on. For example, a lot of times people, some people think that um, Genesis is all allegorical, and, <clears throat> and that's problematic. And, and to me, that's a that's a that's a that's in the right direction um, overall, um, but it's still problematic because Genesis is the bedrock of what some Christians call the uh, fall of man, which is needed in order to um, make the sacrifice of Jesus needed. And of course, from Christianity and Judaism, spent the other big religion of the world, Islam. And uh, to my knowledge, now I was trying to remember, and anybody that's watching me in Haiti Islamic Dawa and, and, and the other group, um, Haitian broadcasters, or who listen to this broadcast can correct me, but to my knowledge, Islam doesn't have a similar uh, tower, tower of Babel type of story that, that explains explicitly how languages develop. And I think that was kind of like a smart move on their part because they probably would have been wrong because Muhammad was making stuff up. Muhammad copied a lot of his um, religion um, from the Jews and the Christians, but he probably would have messed that one up as well because he he was just making things up. Does he doesn't know uh what he's talking about. And if you ask the average Muslim how how did language develop? How did languages develop? Um I I don't know what they're gonna say, but um I doubt it very much that they would point to the Tower of Babel, that they would say that Allah came down and confused languages because you know, he was upset or fearful that um humans would achieve great things if or Yahweh or Jesus did not interfere. So I'd like to hear your thoughts about this story. I don't want to be just some guy, you know, just talking by myself here um, on the show. But, um, you know, hopefully combining the live broadcast, and I see Carlin's and, and Mr. Ishmael um, listening um, so I'm saying hi to you guys, but you know, if you ever, if you have comments, concerns, questions, if you want to talk live, this is a great opportunity to do so. You can call uh, the guest calling number, which is six five seven three eight three one six one nine. That's six five seven three eight three one six one nine. The line is open, and I'll be glad to talk to you. I'm hear your perspective on the story. But another aspect of the Tower of Babel, which is really strange and shows the mythological aspect of this story is the fact that the um, how the the Hebrews saw 
the structure of the earth is that it had a like a like a hard dome um so that you know tower they would hit this um hard um roof or ceiling you know uh, this clear whatever and um, because they would hit that and also above that is supposedly water that is like water so um the cosmology of the Hebrews is that we're in like a type of a snow globe type of thing with water um, uh, on top of it, which is strange. So even if we were able to build, when I say we, I'm talking about the Babylonians, were able to build this tall, tall structure, they would hit that thing. Um, and so to me, when I read the story, I, I, you know, my takeaways was that you know, Yahweh does what humans to work together. Yahweh today would not want Esperanto to prosper. Yahweh might be upset that English is the main language of business, um, or that a lot of people speak uh, Mandarin Chinese or the Cantonese, whichever is the more popular version of the two Chinese languages. Yahweh might not like that. Um, Yahweh might be upset that the Burj Khalifa is, is, is standing there. You know, Burj Khalifa is in the general region of the Middle East, so who knows? Um, there's, I think I read somewhere that there's actually another structure that um, is they're going to try to build to actually pass uh, the Burj Khalifa, uh, and I'm, I've heard nothing but great things about that structure. I heard it's beautiful. I mean, you see the pictures, but that you know inside it's just wonderful. Hopefully, one day I get a chance to, to check it out before anything happens to it. Um, but uh, but the the biblical account of of the Tower of Babel is is wrong in so many ways. Uh, it's wrong because you know there was languages um, already according to chapter ten, the chapter before chapter eleven, uh, and then Yahweh had to talk to his friends or his co gods, uh, and it, you know. There's people out there that believe that you know, there's, there were multiple gods during the time of Genesis. Um, there's there's people out, people out there that believe that you know Yahweh was talking about talking to himself or his son and his other creature. There's people out there that believe that Yahweh is a, um, has two genders, is male and female. Um, the World Mission Society of God um, is, is is who I'm talking about in particular. You know that that fear, that fear that Yahweh had is is unwarranted, and the fact that he had to come down and do this is not only messed up, but messed up, but strange, uh, because it can't happen and, and and it doesn't happen anymore. Uh, but I invite any of you, if you have your thoughts and perspective on that, I would be glad to hear it. So, so we're winding down. Um, it's a I got an hour and 16 minutes left. But, guys, if you want to call in, this is the time. The guest call number is 657-383-1619. Once again, that's 657-383-1619. And for some reason, if you're unable to catch uh, live broadcast, um, you you are more than welcome to catch past episodes via iTunes, via Google Google Podcasts. Um, the uh, Stitcher, which is an app that you download, also episodes are available on Spreaker Radio. So download those apps, um, you know, if you have those smartphones, and listen to past episodes. This is episode number 108, so you have a lot to catch up on if this is your first time watching and listening. Um, I just started to incorporate the video aspect of um, this show using Facebook, so it's been working out really good. So right now I have two Two groups going strong, and um, hopefully I can grow some more. Um, Esperanto, like I said, is something that I, I find it to be fascinating, fascinating, um, because you know if we were to have one um, main language or one world language, um, I think it would be very useful. Um, we already have other instruments and other ways of communicating that are more or less universal, um, and I'm talking about specifically numbers, um, not Every number that you know of is universal. Um, by, by that I'm talking, um, you know, there's Roman numerals, 
but we use a, a, a script that is, I think, based in Arabic, if I'm not mistaken. So shout out to the Arab for doing that. I believe it was the um, uh, the concept of the number zero came from from the native peoples of the indigenous peoples of the Americas. I want to say the Aztecs, the Aztecs, or or whatnot. But anyway, we use numbers to communicate ideas, and that's more or less universal. Um, we use measurement, um, the metric system, which for some reason is not accepted or is the, not the dominant means of <clears throat> measuring in the United States of America, but most of the world uses that. So we have ways of communicating that are more or less universal that makes it a whole lot easier when you're talking to people who don't speak your language. And, and albeit it can be very frustrating um, when you speak to people that, are, that don't speak your language it's not something that can. Um, it's not something that that can necessarily be an issue or a stumbling block for us as human beings. Also, I noticed that um, language plays a big part in the history of Christianity and in Islam, and this is what I mean. Uh, before the printing press with Gutenberg and the the Protestant Revolution, you know, a lot of the Catholic religion used Latin as their main language and most of the people didn't speak Latin and so Latin became this fetish where it's kind of like, okay, wow, what I'm saying is super holy and super special because I'm speaking Latin and you don't even have to worry about what you're saying. Just know that you know I'm very smart and I'm very godly because I speak Latin. And until the print press until Martin Luther did what he did and made um, common languages such as German um, or converted the Bible from Latin to German and some of the other guys, John Wycliffe, did that for English. Um, and so that was a very big turning point uh, for the world as far as proliferating those those Hebrew myths into common languages so more people can be indoctrinated by those things. Um, and I see the same thing in Islam. When a lot of times when when I'm when you're talking to a Muslim or I'm watching a Muslim or Islamic related video, I would hear the person say something in Arabic and then quickly translate it into the language that they're talking, and that's how the indoctrination system works. Um, I think Arabic or more specifically the Arabic of the time of the Quran has become a fetish, like it's like a badge of of honor, you know, they'll say la 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 la, whatever they're talking, and then they'll translate it. And in my mind, I'm like, why are you saying this foreign language that you know I don't understand if you're going to go ahead and translate it into my language anyway? It, it, to me, it makes no sense. And also, when it comes to the Muslim crew, you know, it's a very, very big deal to learn the Quran by memory, right? But they even have a special word for it. I think it's haf, hafiz or haf or whatever. Um, it's like, yo, like you reach a high level um, when it comes to Islam if you're able to memorize the whole thing. But they only recognize you as a haf, if I'm saying the word correctly, if you've learned the whole thing in Arabic. So there's people all over the world, young and old, who've memorized the whole thing and it has to be in Arabic. Not their name. Arabic, and a lot of times they don't know what they're saying. They're just rocking and, and memorizing, and it's kind of like, yo, this is crazy. Like, if you're able to read or memorize a whole book, um, that's fantastic. It's an extreme, that's a great thing, um, but like a language that you don't even understand, that is weird. I mean, that is weird, but I mean, it's a great accomplishment if you're able to do it. Because in Islam, that's a big thing. So that's something that I think that is still pretty um, crazy about language and how it relates to religion. But guys, yeah. So I still have some time, but you know, I'm not gonna be here forever. Uh, the show is usually scheduled to be for about an hour or so, and I'm here for you. If you wish to um, call in, the guest call in number is six five seven three eight three one six one nine. If you're in Canada um, and you don't want to encourage any incur any um, bills. You can text the Google Voice number, which is um, 678-820-9474. You can text that number, and I'll 
answer your question, guys, if you're watching all over the world. Um, I've set up means that you can communicate with me via WhatsApp because WhatsApp is a great way to communicate to people all over the world. Um, I'll talk to you on Google. Google. Well, my guys, we have Skype. You know, I mean, just we're, we're trying to do this. You know, how that be? Hopefully, um, I, I should be making some, some response videos to the other gentleman who does videos in Creole um, pretty soon when I have some time. And, uh, yes, yeah, so hopefully, you know, I, I do some more short live videos on the Haiti Islamic Dao group um, and Haitian broadcasters on, on, on uh, Facebook as well. But, yeah, we're going to keep it going, man. And, and when I do the show, I hope you get something out of it. I hope you learn something because I found out through my studies is that most people who believe in the Bible, for example, don't read the Bible. And a lot of people who say that they're Muslims, they don't read the Quran. Um, most people just get their information uh, second or third hand from their elders, their family members or whatever, their tapes or their rumors or whatever. Most people are too busy for those stories. And so it's always good to uh, go back and, and, and verify what the skeptics, skeptics are saying. And I want each and every one of you who are listening to the show or will listen to the show to go ahead and do that and verify what, what it is that I'm saying. If you have a different perspective, I would, I would love to hear it. If you think that I'm wrong about something, please, by, by all means, uh, let me know. So... I've pretty much covered uh, most of what I wanted to, to talk about. Uh, even if the people of, of Babel wanted to um, build this tall structure, they would they would have you know challenges. You know, uh, as you go higher into the atmosphere, you know the air gets thinner. You don't be able to breathe. It's cold. I mean, there's there's. I mean, I think that you know everybody who believes, or just the whole world, need to have better understanding of science because that will really, really eat away at your faith. Um, and you probably don't want that. But I'm just saying, the reason why I can confidently say that some of the stuff that you guys believe in or they believe in is not true is because we understand how the world actually works. And uh, I'm trying to share that with you so that, for example, Pat Robertson right now, he probably doesn't know about play tectonics. And if he does, he's probably going to give credit to his guy, which is normal, um, because I was talking to um, a gentleman, and, you know, I was asking, like, basically what he believes, why he believes in God, and he was telling me, he told me that if there's a building, that means there's a builder, which is basically the the watchmaker's argument. And um, that goes to show you, you know, how believers think, what they know, what you know, how they process information, and and so on and so forth. But you know, when it comes to languages, it was not developed because the God was upset, came down and, and saw what some people were building, and scattered people all over the world. That all over the world, it's just not how the world works. That's not how languages work. But uh, yeah, so I hope you guys got something out of it. So I'm gonna play two more intros. Uh, all the way from Kenya. Hi, this is Ruth. You're listening to the Haitian Free Thinkers Radio Show. Yeah, that's our good friend Ruth in Kenya. Uh, Kenya has a has a growing uh, secular community as well. Atheists in Kenya is a group that I've discovered. Give them a look if you want to. Uh, I want to shout out to the other groups, um, Bahamian Free Thinkers, which is a group that I'm in also. Um, on Facebook, there's a Caribbean secular group, um, also on Facebook. Um, uh, the Philippines has Happy H A P I. Shouts to them. Um, Atheist Republic, um, started by some great guys who are former Muslims. Um, you can look them up on on Facebook as well. So that the information is out there. That you know, um, I had contacts in the Dominican Republic, the, the Sociedad. The Sociedad HMS Beagle, shout outs to you guys. Uh, there's there's um there's there's an Indian uh, contact on Instagram who's uh who's doing great things in the secular uh, realm, if you will. So yeah, so there's people out there. 
Um, before I, I let you guys go, I see a couple of people are still watching the Haiti Islamic Dao uh, group. Thank you, guys. Um, new shirts came in uh, as of yesterday. I'm wearing the white version. Uh, you see this is stitched, beautiful um, stitching. Uh, and I'm trying to set up a store so that you guys can get your own shirt and maybe other merchandise because this is fantastic. Beautiful, professional, stitched, long-lasting, great material, um, uh, courtesy of Queensboro, which is a really great company based out of uh, North Carolina. So I've already had people asking me about it. I will put out that information as soon as I, I find out how I can set up a store or, or set it up. So if you're curious, just hit me up. You know how to find me on Facebook, et cetera. So um, we have one last intro from Nikki, and I always like to play her intro because it's in German, and I love that language. Hello, here's Nikki. You heard gerade dem haitianischen Freidenkern Radio zu. All right. So that, that is it for the show today. Uh, today is December 17. Uh, next next week is going to be the 24th. Um, there, there's probably not going to be any more shows for the rest of the year. Christmas is coming up. It's going to be busy. I know you guys are going to be busy. and You're not trying to hear um, a crazy Asian guy talk about religion, and that's fine. I'm going to come. We're probably going to come back next year. If hopefully everything goes well for you guys, you know, stay safe. Make it to next year. Don't mess around and, and you know, do something silly. Uh, take care of yourself and your, your family. Um, hit me up. I really love to hear from you guys. Um, wherever you hear about me or the group, uh, don't forget the um, Patreon page is officially up. It's um, www.patreon slash Haitian Thinkers. Too easy. Um, or Google it, you know. So I already got one guy, uh, Freethinker215. I really appreciate you donating. Um, you know, just giving that $1, it really uh, goes a long way because I've been paying for services that which you guys may not even know about um, in order to keep this show, this group going, and I've paid a lot of money over the years. Passion, I love to do it, and it's not a big deal. But, yeah, so also uh, Color of Hope is having their – I believe their ninth annual uh, fundraiser down in South Florida. I posted it in the Haitian Free Thinkers group. Um, you can walk, you can ride, do Zumba and stuff like that. You know, if you have any questions about that, please contact me. Um, I'll be glad to share that information. Uh, what they do is they raise money in order to benefit people in Haiti uh, by building uh, educational um, buildings and, 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 and getting uh, teachers, uh, bringing technology to the kids down there, just wonderful things. Um, Ambassador Marley, I believe she's been in Haiti for about a year now. If she relocated, that's, you know, she's been down there. Uh, so she does great work. Uh, so Francesca Dennis, she's, she's actually been on our show. Uh, she's a great uh, person doing great work. So, yeah. So one hour left in the Block Talk Radio clock. Um, once again, this is your last chance. If you want to stay on, I know you guys have been rocking with me and in the Haiti, Haiti Islamic Power Group, and of course the Haitian Broadcasters Group. I appreciate it. So yeah, six five seven three eight three one six one nine. This is the guest calling number. If not, you'll probably hear from me on probably the first Monday of the new year. And uh, we look forward to, to seeing you guys. I'm thinking about doing a special show. The topic is going to be hot. Um, it's probably going to be why Jesus is not the Messiah, okay? I mean, something that I learned years ago, you know, I've always wanted to know why the answer from the Jewish perspective, why the Jews do not believe in Jesus. And, man, when I learned the answer, it was so simple, so mind-blowing, so accurate that I don't even know how Christianity started. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm thinking the, the next topic will be. But, yeah. So, guys, thank you for watching with me. If you're watching or you will watch in the future, my name is Reggie. I appreciate your time. Um, I don't want to take up too much more of it. So here's the outro, outro music, and I'll see you in 2019. Take care of yourself.